0: Is butter a carb?
1: And would you like us to butter your muffin?
0: Same difference!
1: Mean Girls is a 2004 American teen comedy film directed by Mark Waters and written by Tina Fey. The film is partially based on Rosalind Wiseman's 2002 nonfiction self help book, Queen Bees and Wanna Bees. The film stars Lindsay Lohan as Katie Heron, who has just moved to the States from Africa with her zoologist parents and is trying to fit into the chaotic jungle known as high school. The picture grossed $129 million worldwide and has developed a cult following and has even spawned a shitty direct-to-DVD sequel and a Tony Award-dominated musical adaptation.
0: I have a problem with this episode.
1: Okay, uh, tell us about
0: it. Um, Just to get it out of the way. Because if I don't say this, everyone's going to know. I don't like Mean Girls. She
1: doesn't like Mean Girls.
0: And I'm not saying that I don't like it because it's a bad movie. I'm saying I don't like it because I have... Or rather, the paratex that surrounded me when I watched it paratext. was really bad. Because I first watched it in first year high school in a guidance counseling session with a class. That is a
1: weird movie to show your class. But they for did show it. Counseling. Like
0: Nikki's agreeing with me. Nikki's beside me, by the way. Nikki remembers it. And I remember watching this and I didn't like it mostly because I was in a class that didn't like me. Oh. And um a lot of the I think that was a day where a lot of people were making fun of me for um for just generally I don't even remember. But I just remember that I didn't like that day. I didn't enjoy my time that day because I felt like I was being bullied by my classmates. So this
1: basically colored your whole view of the movie from this point forward. Yeah. And then
0: generally, like, I knew I should have given it a chance growing up as, um, the bullying stopped or lessened as the years went on. But negative, um, connotations that I won't go into just kept on compounding. And just adding on to this negative perception of the movie. And eventually I found Heather's, which, um, also inspired Mean Girls. And I found it to be quote unquote better than Mean Girls itself. So I was at this point before watching this movie, um, disliking or, um, set to hate Mean Girls. Like I wanted to watch the movie and find every single thing wrong about it and just talk about that in the podcast. But I don't think that would be fair to anyone if they listen to it. Uh, what I'm trying to get to is that context can affect your perception of media.
1: Right. So I was lucky enough to catch this movie uh, in the normal circumstances. I was in high school. Uh, I saw the film. And it was funny. And it was quotable. And I've had a love for this movie for a very long time. I find it to be an iconic piece of early 2000s cinema. It's probably the peak of Lindsay Lohan's career before it took a deep, deep dive into mediocrity. I'm sorry, Lindsay, it's the truth. And really, what we wanted to do is kind of go into this film, you know, with our respective backgrounds experiencing it. And trying to figure out anew what we could say and really bring to the table when it comes to discussing Mean Girls. So, did you learn anything new while watching Mean Girls Um, the second time?
0: I I knew that it was quotable. But there were just some quotes which I didn't know were from that movie. Like, they were Um, so
1: ingrained in pop culture mm -hmm. that they became just quotes on their
0: own. Like, they became memes... And because memes doesn't, don't usually show context, I didn't know that they came from Mean Girls. So sometimes I'd find it funny. But there were definitely moments while watching it where I'd go, oh, it's from this movie. And um, the thing is, when I was watching it, and even if I found the lines funny, I wasn't laughing. Like, I was just like, oh yeah, it's funny. Oh, it's good. You
1: kind of had, like, an academic appreciation for this movie.
0: Yeah, I can appreciate it, I guess, objectively. Quote-unquote, like, I I can get why people find it funny. Like, oh, that's a funny quote, and that's why people enjoy it. Oh, it's a quotable thing. People like that. Oh, it's relatable. Okay. Well, relatable for Americans, not so much for... Yeah,
1: it's mostly about American high yeah. school culture,
0: but I think the roots
1: of it are kind of universal. This yeah. idea of finding your place uh, in society... Uh, At that particular age, all the angst that goes around it.
0: And like, watching it, I was able to point out the good things, but I was also able to see the bad much clearly than you were. Like, I remember pointing out several things to you that you said, oh, I didn't think about it that way. And then eventually you'd say, oh, I get it. I get why you'd say that. And then, I don't know, it was an interesting dynamic while just like watching this movie. Because I don't think we've ever watched a movie together which I thoroughly disliked. Really? No, 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 there was one. I was more open-minded while going into this because I knew I needed to do it for the podcast. For the
1: podcast! And... (laughs) This is for you, people! She hurts for
0: you! And it wasn't... Not enjoyable. It's just that I couldn't enjoy. Do you get me? Like... It wasn't like, oh, I hate this, I'm just gonna slug through this. It's just like, okay, you're laughing, okay, I get why. It was very robotic.
1: Well, luckily for people who aren't you, uh, we do enjoy this movie unironically and find that it's one of the funniest and most quotable movies of the 2000s and in film history. So we're gonna take a closer look at some of the comedic aspects in a segment we like to call Laugh It Up. Think it through,
0: <laughs> laugh
1: it up, think it through. So when laugh it up, think it through, we talk about particular comedic aspects of a piece of media, and today we are going to talk about comedic performances. Now, Mean Girls is rife with brilliant comedic performances from top to bottom. Tina Fey's impossibly tight. Joke packed script makes for hilarious lines that people quote and gif to this day. And with all the fantastic performances, it's hard to pick out just one that stands out. But today I'm going to focus on the wonderful, the funny, the pitch perfect comedic performance of none other than Amanda Seafried. Now, Amanda Seafried made her feature film debut in Mean Girls as Karen Smith, and her character is literally all jokes. Seriously, everything that comes out of her mouth is either a punchline or a setup to one. From such classics as "If you're from Africa, why are you white?", right? to "I have a fifth sense. It's like I have ESPN or something." Everything that comes out of this girl's mouth is comedic gold, and a good portion of that is Amanda Seyfried's performance, granting the character just the right amount of charming stupidity to be the butt of every joke, and yet sympathetic enough for us to see her as a more vulnerable and human character. Her lack of intelligence becomes her most humanizing trait as it becomes clear that she doesn't harbor the same brutal cruelty of her fellow plastics. Instead, she really just got caught up with the wrong crowd. She's being used by Regina and Gretchen just as much as everyone else in the school. She's just lucky enough to be on the right side of it. So you go, Karen. You go. Your boobs can tell me when it's raining, but only when it's actually raining. And we can Taco Bell anytime.
0: She was probably the second least annoying character in the entire movie. Do you just find
1: them all annoying?
0: I don't know how to explain it, but I think that if I tried to explain it, it would be like someone who didn't grate at me as much. Like everyone had their reasons for grating at me. And it was valid reasons and you were supposed to feel that way. Like, um... You're supposed to feel annoyed at Katie because she fell into the wrong crowd and actually just, like, really caved and became a plastic herself. You're supposed to be mad at her friends because they technically used her. I will go back to her best friends later. I don't even know their names. supposed to be annoyed (gasps) at the plastic for valid reasons. But then with Karen... Like next to Tina Fey's character, I think I didn't find any reason to hate her. I think she's just an
1: innocent character. I think that's why you can empathize with Karen in the sense that she doesn't really do anything wrong out of the want to do anything wrong. It's just that she really fell in with the wrong crowd. So hats off to you Amanda Seafried, that's gonna do it for Laugh It Up, Think It Through.
0: Laugh
1: it up, think it through. So let's talk a bit more about Mean Girls and the things you liked and didn't like about it. Because my list of likes is way longer than yours, for example.
0: Okay, what I liked. What I liked, I guess, Lindsay Lohan's performance as Katie in general. Really? Um, I... Yeah.
1: She felt like one of the weaker aspects of the film, like really? watching it back. Like, it's a good performance. There's nothing, like, technically bad with it, but it the, because she is the protagonist, uh, there's a tendency for her to be kind of bland.
0: I feel like it's because I generally like those protagonists that try to fight back against someone, um, I wouldn't say oppressing, but rather, uh, A destructive force. Like, um, I loved Heathers, and I loved Veronica Sawyer for the very same reason. Because she was able to fight against these privileged, rich, skinny girls. And was able to just, like... Like, obviously I love Heathers better. Like, she was able to... I guess Katie was able to do the same thing.
1: Wasn't Veronica also a privileged, rich, skinny girl...
0: It depends like
1: she had a big house with a yeah, co case. The musical in the back. though
0: kind of reworks that angle. So like if you kind of mix those two together, because in my head they're kind of like inseparable at this point, um Veronica like, even if she wasn't even if she's rich and white and skinny, she was still um odd and bullied in a sense, and that kind of um makes her relatable and quirky. So yeah, that was like a side note. Like, Heather just like brings it all together. But with... And I feel like it's because I generally enjoy KD characters. And I think that's because they're also self-inserts. Like, they're meant... You're meant to be put in their shoes. And you're meant to watch the story unfold through their perspective.
1: Which is also why I kind of find her bland. Because she is a self-insert. She's supposed to be like a blank canvas that you can project yourself onto. You have to
0: remember that this is probably the first time I watched it in full. Like, before I'd watch it in chunks. So this is probably why I took to Katie easily. Because it was my first time, so I was trying to also watch it like as a regular viewer. And I already attached myself to Katie as the creator's wanted. So that's why it works. So I like Lindsay Lohan. I've always been a fan of her since um, Parent Trap. And then Teenage Drama Queen. Have you watched that?
1: No, I have not.
0: We're gonna get to that. Oh, no! And then...
1: And, of course, her wonderful turn in Freaky Friday.
0: Oh, Freaky Friday.
1: She's really good at that.
0: And, yeah. So, I think that was one of the the things I liked about it. I also liked um, the performance of Regina George.
1: Rachel McAdams.
0: Rachel McAdams. um, Basically, because you just dislike her a lot. And, however, I feel about the way her character went, which I might go to later i do generally enjoy how she managed to bring life into such a character and how she managed to make you hate her
1: and i think the wonderful thing about villainous performances like say rachel mcadams playing regina george is that you can see the actress having so much fun with it like especially with lines like boo you whore or (laughs) lines like um Oh my god, that skirt is totally cute. Where'd you get it? And then, 30 seconds later, that is the ugliest effing skirt I've seen in my life. Like, she just loves this role, and you can't help but uh, love her for injecting such charisma into this bully uh, known as Regina George.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't like her, and I think that's one of the best things about it. I didn't like her because I wasn't meant to like her. It's not like how I felt about the best friends. Like, we're meant to like the best friends. What are their names?
1: Janice and Damien.
0: Yeah, we're supposed to like them and I didn't.
1: That's weird for me, especially in the sense that Janice kinda of feels like the real protagonist of the story. Makes sense. She's the one with the motivation, you know, yeah. she wants to get revenge on Regina for outing quote unquote her, like spreading the false rumor that she's gay. Yeah. And uh you know, that's a real motivation that goes through the text. She's the one who plans The takedown of Regina. I would
0: actually have liked it if Janice had gotten more screen time. But I'm gonna talk about them as supporting characters to Katie's role. And I think the reason I didn't like them is because they were supposed to be, or they're shown as the best of friends with Katie. Like, she paints them in this picture which she was meant to show in the gallery and then Katie doesn't show up and it's this big drama, blah, blah, blah. But then I feel like their friendship wasn't established enough in the sense that Katie just automatically took to the plan. Like, in terms of the way they set it up, like, they met. Oh, they had lunch once. Oh, they, like, went to this area once and they bonded. And then automatically, Katie goes to the plastics and Janice is like, Huh. Okay. Let's make her ruin everything for us. And I just felt like there was this weird disconnect. Like, we're supposed to feel sorry for these two best friends but I never did because they were never really good friends to Katie as the text wanted to to believe that they were. So yeah, I had issues with that. Like if, if the whole story was about Janice, like she had the most screen time, Katie was just a supporting character, and we saw everything that happened through Janice's perspective, I felt that would have been a more interesting movie. But it's not. So I'm treating Janice as a side character. And I didn't like her as a side character.
1: Which is sad, because I think that Janice really is one of the best written characters. She has some of the best lines, you know, like, uh, <laughs> Nice wig, Janice. What's it made of? Your mom's chest hair! And she's so motivated as a character. And that's one of the things that I look for in writing, in stories, is, is a character motivated? What do they want? What do they do to get what they want? And Janice really has the most adversity put in her path. When you consider that she's kind of been ostracized by Regina George for years. Yeah. They had this big backstory where they used to be best friends. And, you know, I agree. I think the movie could actually work from Janice's perspective. Someone pick that up as a remake, please. And, um,
0: okay, to add to that, like, even in the musical, uh, Mean Girls was recently made into a musical, and it was a Tony Award-winning musical. Oh, didn't stuff. win any. Oh, Tony-nominated musical. <laughs> it was
1: nominated and, for, like, 12 and won none.
0: And, Janice had the best parts
1: well that's because it was given to Barrett Gilbert who
0: played Veronica in Heather's the Musical it
1: fits so well
0: and like honestly I felt like Janice had the most powerful songs and I think that says a lot about how people view her character like people like her and people want her to shine just because of how motivated she is and, and how interesting she is.
1: And for the record, we actually haven't seen or listened to the Mean Girls musical in full. No. no. Right? But we do. We have seen the highlights. And I think it is interesting how strong a character Janice uh, comes across as. Simply because, like we said, she's the one with the most reason to exist within this story. Mm-hmm. And Katie is sort of just kind of a tool... For both sides of the conflict, you know, the plastics wanna like assimilate her and make her a new part of their hive, uh, where Regina is the queen bee and she has her little working, her little worker bees buzzing about. You're like, oh, you're so pretty, Regina. And Janice is just trying to use her to take down Regina.
0: I think the reason I said I like Katie a lot or Lindsay Lohan's performance is because um, it's a self insert and it's just my preference like, go into the text thinking that I'm a part of it. But then, like, really thinking about it and really, like, just absorbing everything Mean Girls is trying to say. You can clearly see that Janice is the more superior character.
1: What were the strongest parts of the movie to you? Like, were there any scenes that stood out? Any lines that kind of struck you and kind of stayed with you? Like, what did you enjoy from Mean Girls, now that you had this sort of distance from your original context from it, and you were able to view it with a more, like, critical eye.
0: um, I like the performance of the actress of Janice in, the, in two scenes in particular. One where she confronts Katie for being plastic. Like, yeah, I have my reservations about them being, like, the best of friends. But I honestly felt like... Um, the actress was able to really deliver a strong performance. The actress, by the way, is Lizzie Kaplan.
1: Go, Lizzie. You go, Lizzie. Never
0: heard of her before. For but... for you,
1: Lizzie Kaplan. You go, Lizzie Kaplan.
0: But yeah, I honestly felt like her line where, where she was accusing Liz- um Lindsay or Katie of being a plastic right, herself. Right.
1: That's the problem with you, Plastics, is that you think everyone is in love with you when really everyone hates you.
0: Yeah, I like that line. And I liked how she delivered it because it was such a hitting point no that's not the word it's such a um striking striking yeah and moment <laughs> i
1: think you you mentioned it while we were watching is that you enjoyed like the visual comedy of that scene as well yeah with the car moving like <laughs> damien had a curfew he had to meet so he couldn't stop the car so Lindsay had to keep following the car while yeah Janice i know
0: is getting I, mad at and her. i like how the car just suddenly stopped when Lindsay said something totally out of line
1: my god that's right about her being in love with her yeah Yeah. oh my gosh one it's it's a it's a very clever mixture of the comedic and the dramatic if you ask me that particular scene
0: and another scene which i liked was when i think janice quote-unquote outed katie for being a bad friend like in the What's that? The jump into the pile of students which (laughs) Tina Fey came out, like pulled out of her ass out of nowhere. She doesn't even go here. And like, for some reason, it was so fitting that Janice would out Katie because Regina George, quote unquote, I know it's not comparable but for Janice to say something which wasn't supposed to be said and which is like kind of sensitive in a way, felt like it was fitting for her character arc.
1: I also want to talk about some of the other really great performances that we have in this movie. For example, Tina Fey is excellent as the math teacher Miss mm-hmm. Norbury. Like it's a small supporting role, but Tina Fey brings such a strong comedic timing to it where she feels kind of like the only normal person in the world. (laughs) Like, she's the only sane, normal person in this whole insane world of this high school. And you do kind of like empathize with her. The poor woman gets coffee spilled all over her in the first two minutes of the movie. And she has to deal (laughs) with uh, the principal (laughs) kind of perving on her in front of the whole class. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> it's she. she's so relatable as a character that you kind of feel it when Katie betrays her by writing in the burn book that she's a drug pusher which is just like a bad pun Katie yeah, yeah, like that was... sick burn you're a drug pusher oh please <laughs> if, if 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 Mean Girls was remade in the Philippines like,
0: just... <laughs> she'd be dead she'd be dead <laughs> Tina Fey be dead. She'd
1: be real dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think I want to go into what I didn't like or what I noticed, which you didn't agree initially. But I think you kind of came around to right,
1: it. L- l- let me intro it. Robin. Fine. Okay, so you had a particular issue with Mean Girls that I don't think a lot of people will have noticed mm. or will look into. But you did prove to me that there were some people who like really dug into this academically. <laughs> So, why don't you tell us about that?
0: Um, I wouldn't go as far as saying that Mean Girls is racist. I don't want to go into that. But I'd rather just say that Mean Girls has a race problem. Because it portrays... It's very few people of color cast problematically. I guess there's this whole thing where it's kind of ignorant about Africa. And I read some research articles were saying that some of the pictures and artifacts in katie's home is actually from asia and not africa so that's That's rough yeah like there was a picture of an elephant and it was like an african elephant but no it's only
1: probably from thailand yeah it's
0: probably just from asia and um i don't really want to go into the politics of like having africa painted as this quirky trait Of Katie, but that didn't really stick well with me. Like I was just watching it, and I was like, "Okay, so we're making this Africa thing a joke now, right? Okay, cool, cool. Okay." And there are even some like blatantly racist jokes, and I think it was made to poke fun of the internalized racism of people, like saying "hello" to the black girl and saying that she was, yeah, she was from Africa because she's black, and
1: yeah, I'm from Detroit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I get the point. Like, they were showing, like, oh, okay, this teacher is has racist tendencies or, like, everyone is a little bit racist. All right, now I don't know why. But, yeah. And um, I think the biggest indicator of how problematic it is with race is the way they fetishized Asian girls.
1: Oh, the Vietnamese girls. The
0: Vietnamese girls with... Uh, Coach
1: Carr. Coach
0: Carr. And they didn't even paint it as... Rape, Which, by the way, it is. Yeah, can we talk about that?
1: In Mean Girls, blatantly depicts both in text and out. Like, blatantly says that their high school gym teacher is a statutory rapist. Yeah, and... Like, they try to get around it by saying that he just made out with them. But that's still assault.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, they also portrayed it like these girls wanted it like they were fighting over the gym the gym coach in the middle of all the chaos and these were clearly asian girls and they clearly fetishized and sexualized these underage women
1: weren't all the underage characters sexualized though isn't that part of like the comedy and drama of a high school film is all the raging hormones and they all want to get laid and... yeah
0: but the thing is this one was a relationship with dubious consent that was super sexualized. And it's worse because these Asian characters really had no say and no qualms about it. Like, they didn't seem to have any agency over the relationship itself. And I know you could say they're supporting characters, you don't necessarily need to show that, but it's still kind of problematic, especially when you see that the gym coach has a type of high school girls. Like... You know what that's I mean? That's gross. Like, thinking of this white, middle-aged gym coach Ugh. is picking out the Asian girls in the... Ca- in underage. The, underage Asian girls in the classes and being Ugh. like, okay, maybe we can make out fine. That, that That's just... That just really didn't rub me the... That, that, you know. That's
1: mm-hmm. probably the thing that stuck out most to me is that... Gross. <laughs> gross. It is a form of sexual assault. And, you know, it's played for laughs which it should really not be. And uh, that that was probably the most uh, problematic aspect of this film that I caught on this rewatch.
0: And then um, I researched a little bit more into things and I realized that these Asian characters were... They speak Vietnamese throughout the whole movie and that was meant to be some kind of running gag or something. And I realized at least upon research that... Their lines weren't initially supposed to be Vietnamese. They got their lines in English, and they were asked to go home to translate it for laughs. What is the
1: process, usually, when a film has brief lines in a different language?
0: What do you mean by process?
1: Like, who does the translation, typically?
0: Usually, it's in the script itself. Okay. And then... I read somewhere, and you can, like, correct me if I'm wrong or something, that these actresses were made to translate it themselves. And I don't know. It feels weird. It also felt particularly weird when Gretchen Wiener became their Regina George in their end. She's never
1: Regina. She's always an underling.
0: She's this mega bitch in the end, like, controlling these Asian girls? She's not controlling them.
1: She's a soldier. That's her character is that she's always subservient to a queen bee.
0: But didn't they say she became the queen bee?
1: No, no they said that she found a new queen bee to serve.
0: Ah, okay. Because that's
1: kind of her character, which is kind of sad. There's no redemption for Gretchen. She's just always tagging along. For Honestly, some other... I felt like
0: you could have redeemed Gretchen. Like, she was one of the more redeemable, Gretchen, uh, Gretchen. <laughs> the redeemable characters in the entire movie, particularly in the way you see that she was traumatized by Regina. Like, how she was bullied into being a subservient, codependent worker bee. Yeah, and then she just kind of
1: just leans into it and it just becomes her whole life, which is sad because even Regina gets more redemption than her. Regina becomes like a valuable athlete and it becomes her outlet to release all her aggressive and negative energy by putting it into sports instead. Yeah. Whereas Gretchen just clings to a new queen bee, although it's kind of cool that she learned Vietnamese uh to be part of that group.
0: Well, yeah. Kind of weird. Like, I don't know. Like, I still have my qualms about Mean Girls. Um, A lot of it has to do with, yeah, I guess the race problem thing, which I just pointed out. And it, and I guess I'm not totally over the context in which I watched the movie. Do you have
1: a favorite line?
0: I'm trying to remember what made me laugh a lot. Like, a favorite comedic line, not the favorite line line. Like, the the serious line. I like the October 3rd joke. On
1: October 3rd, he asked me what day it was. It's October
0: 3rd. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess it's because of the repetition yeah, it's, of October 3rd. Like, it's it just, brilliant. You keep on saying it until it stops being a word.
1: Right. It, it, it's really it's really tight uh, comedic writing from uh, Tina Fey. One of my favorites is just <laughs> when Damien, Janice, and Katie are scheming in the girls' bathroom. And some girl says... Hey, you're not supposed to be here to Damien. And then he just goes, Oh my god, Daddy DeVito, I love your work. Cause <laughs> just like a short girl. Oh my god, I lose I lose my shit every time I watch this movie. It's mm. so funny every time. And I know you'll never have the same kind of attachment to this movie that I do. And of course you have Heathers, which is sort of your mean girls. It's also <laughs> like the quotable high school movie. Should you be worried
0: that the Mean Girls I like is the one that involves murder?
1: Murder, you know, suicide. Crazy
0: ladies.
1: School terrorism. You know, just the usual high school stuff. I love it.
0: It's my trash. (laughs) I love it so much. It's my favorite movie of all time. And it is
1: also very jiffable. So, you know, Twitter, step up your Heather's GIF game. But I think mean girls still holds a place in a lot of people's hearts especially when you consider that it's gonna have this resurgence with the musical so now it's back in the popular culture Mm -hmm. discussion i think mean girls will actually have a little more staying power than heather's just because of recency bias and because of you know the movie rating it'll be more accessible to younger audiences, whereas Heather's will be a little more restricted because of the violence.
0: Um, okay, before we go, I just want to ask. I'm gonna list a bunch of teenage coming of age films, okay, the iconic ones, and you have to react them, okay, correctly.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, okay, no, okay. These are the parts of the podcast where I believe my relationship is on the line.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna say it: Heather's, Mean Girls. Clueless Ten Things.
1: Okay. Uh no. Okay, so ten things is at the bottom. Because I don't really enjoy that movie so much. Uh and of course, you know the stalker tendencies. Good, 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 It is based on Shakespeare
0: though. But you know it's at the bottom. Good, 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 cool, cool, good, good. Number
1: three would probably be clueless.
0: Hmm. Yes Mm -hmm. I love Clueless
1: It's one of the Those first two Are like The 90s comedies Based on classic literature Trope Mm -hmm. That was big For some reason That I'll never understand It was like a subgenre Yeah Clueless is there Uh, I love Alicia Silverstone She's wonderful In that movie Number two is gonna be Mm -hmm. Mean Girls.
0: Oh my god, really?
1: Yeah, I love it. It's quotable. This is the
0: only time in the entire podcast which I was so happy. But I
1: gotta have my murder and death as well. This is
0: the only time in the entire podcast where I'm actually happy about what happened. Like I was so like depressed. She's been
1: so grumpy since we started talking about. And then like
0: you talk about Heathers and suddenly. I'm the happiest woman alive. Like, (laughs) I love my murder. Uh, Let us
1: know what you guys think about Mean Girls. Tell us about it down in the comments. And of course, if you want to hear more from us, you can always find our other episodes on Buzzsprout, SoundCloud, iTunes. Be sure to subscribe and download... All of the episodes, and you can also find us individually on our personal accounts.
0: That's at the Leon Eco with two A's on Twitter and Instagram for me.
1: And you can find me at Joseph Weirdness. We're gonna wrap up this show with our quote of the day.
0: Today's quote of the day shows us that the greatest successes happen organically and through the will of nature itself. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch
1: happen it's not going
0: to happen choose your words wisely friends bye we'll see you on the next program
1: can you say is butter a carb no no but you have to say like because it's in the intro can you just say it
0: is, it, is butter a carb? No you
1: have to say like is butter a carb? Is butter a carb? No you have to say like Regina Joy
0: is butter a carb? Is butter a carb? Is butter a carb? Is butter a carb? Oh, okay. Is butter a carb? <laughs>